jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. You're listening to podcast number 41 with Mark here on creative exercises for using a metronome. So let's get going. All right, welcome to podcast number 41. Glad to have you here. Uh, the metronome, amongst other tools for practicing, is one of my favorites. You might have heard about this in several YouTube videos I shot over the years. It's a great practice tool to improve your sense of time and for, of course, nailing down the jazz rhythms that you're working on. So what I want to do today is give you a few of the best pointers I can in terms of starting to use a metronome uh, for, for jazz improvisation and comping mostly for playing standards, but also to, to see how you can take what you have and take it a bit further if you've been using the metronome. Uh, also, we'll talk about, you know, avoiding the most common pitfalls. Uh, this is a podcast. I don't want to, you know, sit here and overwhelm you and speak for, I don't know, 45 minutes about different things, different crazy things you might want to do uh, New York style with your metronome and you know, have your metronome click on every every fifth, sixteenth note of every bar of five eight. Like I don't want to do that. I just want to give you uh, the bulk, the, the the crux of how it is to practice with a metronome. So I have my phone right here, and I use an app. Typically, I will recommend if you're serious about practicing with a metronome, get a quartz one with a dial, with a round dial. They're the best, and they have these subdivisions of that basically come from the classical era. Lowest tempo is 40 beats per minute, and then it goes to 40, I guess, uh, 40, does it go to 42? Yeah, 42, 44, etc. and then 60, 63. There's a whole science behind why you're not actually playing at 41 BPM uh, in terms of classical music, but doesn't really matter for us. Actually, here's my excuse, because there's always something going wrong. Uh, in podcast, my battery, my 9 volt is dead on my dial metronome, so I'm going to use this app. I'm not affiliated, it's called uh, Guitar Tuna, as in tuna the fish, tuna fish, and it's actually a tuner, right, for mandolin and guitar and whatever, but there's a metronome tool with it. So how people would practice with a metronome if you've taken lessons as a kid, probably your teacher would have said, you know, practice with a metronome to play the right rhythms, and it would sound something like this, right? That was very faint, sorry. So this would be one, two, three, four, one, two, you know, that's a, the, the normal way to have the one accented, and then you set your metronome to four, four, and that that's that. So if we played, I don't know, autumn leaves, we play two, three, four, a one, two, three, four, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, right, um, and that's the first thing I want to cover in this podcast is, guys, you should avoid, uh, or at least try to move away from that method of practicing with a tempo, with a, a practice tool, and here's a reason. This is a spoon feeding you the time. It's spoon feeding you exactly where beat one happens. It's feeding you all the strong beats of the bar, which are one and three, and the two other weak beats, two and four. The classic way of practicing jazz with a metronome is using it as two and four of every bar. And this is a pretty simple exercise. If you're not used to any of this, this is where you should start. By the way, I filmed a video, might have been seven or eight years ago, on YouTube on how to set, how to use a metronome on two and four. So, by the way, this tempo was 104. 
So what you're going to do is two things. You're going to take this down to 52, which is half, and you're going to set it so that there is no subdivision. So it, basically, you're setting your metronome in in 1-4 or in 0-4 so that every click is the same click. Like this. So this is 52. And what we say, we will play Autumn Leaves at a tempo of 104, uh, but actually the metronome is clicking only on every two and four of the bar. This does not mean that we have to play on B2 and four, it's just that that's the, the time, uh, I will count yourself in now, count the tune in, and you'll notice this is what the hi-hat of the drummer does in a jazz style. A one, two, a one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, Get it? Still playing autumn leaves, by the way. Two, three, four, one. If you played four on the floor, you go. But notice how now the metronome is giving you only half of the information you had previously from a say a classical standpoint of practicing with a metronome. And I will play the melody just to give you a little bit of a pointer. So remember, this is clicking at 52, but we're actually playing at a tempo of 104, 104 beats per minute. A one, two, a one. Pretty, uh, it sounds easier than it is at first. I know I have suffered through this uh, when I was much younger, when I had to, you know, really pay attention to what's, what's happening. What's going to happen is you will try to do this while playing the simple melody of a song or playing the chords of a song, and you will get lost. As in, the clicks will no longer be happening on beats two and four of your performance. It is your job actually to know where beat one is and more where beat. Three is so your your downbeats are not uh, spoon-fed to you. There's two clicks every four beats, so you could say it's clicking half of the time. If you're considering, um, you know, you're considering your quarter notes to be the time, the time where the you know your your bass is this. So check this out: a one, two, three, four autumnies. This is what the basses would do. So those are quarter notes, right? It's hard to teach <laughs> talk at the same time as you know, playing time. So the bass player would do a walking bass like this, and you would hear this chick, chick, one, chick, two, chick. That's that's a drummer's hi hat. Okay, so I've been like about five minutes on this, so I will give you a a demo of how it could sound in context. So say I crank this up to, I will put the metronome at seventy-two, 
and I will improvise a little bit on B-flat blues. Um, and 72 on the metronome here means we are actually thinking of a tempo that's 144, that's double of 72, right? So actual BPM is 144, and metronome is clicking half the time. So blues, B-flat, ready? A one, two, uh, uh, two, go, three, four. that this if you're new to metronome exercises this is really your your next exercise especially if you're always only using backing tracks or playing along with records now you are responsible for holding a lot of a lot of the times like it's all in your hands because no one is telling you what chords are happening no one's telling you which beats you're on and this this is um i would say some sort of a mental gymnastics it's like meditating if you want and after you get the hang of it, it gets really boring. So then you can, of course, crank it up. You can put it much faster or much slower and see how you uh, you hold your own. And I actually, I recommend you do this on songs you're super familiar with. You don't do this on, on things you're just learning. You know, blues is second nature to most of us. And that's why I use blues to demonstrate these things. So we could, uh, I don't want to take too much time on this, actually. But uh, what if I put it at uh, 92? So 92 is an actual BPM of uh, one... 84. A one, two, one, two, three, four. to do this it means you're going to be pretty solid on your feet when you get to a jam session you get to a recording session you get to a gig uh, because you don't need anyone to sort of you know babysit you the time you are strong your own you're like okay i got it guys uh, because that's what's going to happen you know you've been there i've been there you solo everything's going well and then all of a sudden you just you raise your head up and go what you know it's like whoops we're not in the same place. The drummer is not at the same place as me and the bassist and what happened. So metronome exercises like this at all tempos can really uh, make you cook and you can learn to do this several ways. Now, uh, that's the first step. Uh, the, the, one of the first steps is, you know, two and four, a little sip of water. There you go. Uh, I want to address another thing that's really useful that I've talked about in some YouTube videos, which is playing fast with the metronome, not on two and four. And here's the, the problem with metronome on two and four. If I want to play 220, say, so I put my metronome at uh, 110, and this is a click. It's pretty darn fast. It's a lot of clicking 
for no reason, I would say. So it's like a one, two, one, two, three, four. You know, it's like. So the trick for this is instead of talking, and I'm gonna do it a tad slower actually, so just a hundred. So our target is 200. The trick, and I got that from Frank Lozano, is put your metronome, if you wanna play at 200, don't put your metronome at 100, put it half of that. And the result will be, you can use it as two and four of your half tempo. And that's a really neat trick and uh, it sounds weird when I say it, but you're totally gonna get it. Um, it simply is, you're going to wind up with your metronome on beat three of every bar four four, but this works really well on fast tempos because three is actually your downbeat. So check this out. And this is how you you would count it in. A So it's it's giving you even more responsibility for your tempo, meaning that instead of clicking on two and four, it's clicking on three only. And you notice how two things, when I counted it in, I counted one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four. So two and four of the half time translates to be three of the actual time. And that gives you room to play in the halftime and to feel really loose at those faster tempos. That's totally a Frank Lozano trip. This is, thanks Frank, if you're listening to this, you're probably not, but uh, Frank was one of my mentors and we played recently and it's 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 awesome. The way he plays famous uh, tenor sax from Montreal and Ottawa, check this out. So if you want to play loose, that's how you think of it. B flat blues again. A one, two, a one, two, a one, two, three, four. So you still have this ting 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 ticketing ticketing your eights then ting tap poop to that's like playing the halftime. So if you can really feel both at the same time, and that I know that's a bit esoteric what I've just done, but that's if you're confident with your two and four, this is totally your next step. This is seriously your next step in the direction of mastering time because then your click is 50 and you are feeling the 100 that's in between and you're feeling the real 200 the ta 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 so it's really uh, really a neat little exercise all right let's switch gear a little bit because we've been uh, talking about this so 
I just want to emphasize playing with beat uh, on two and four and then playing that way the two and four is the halftime is your entry point. It is not um, is not uh, the end all. Yeah, how do you say in English? You know, I'm, I'm French, French Canadian. It's the, not the cure all end all remedy for all your time issues, but it's a great place to start because people will tell you, well, you know, play every bar four four with uh, the beat on. Every beat two is clicking. All right, that's a good one for me. It's difficult to start there if you haven't mastered the two and four and then the two and four of the halftime. Uh, let's talk about, um, uh, you could also, yeah, you could have a click happening only once every two bars. And uh, that's that's a gear switching I wanna do that uh, in a way I'm a bit scared to demonstrate. Uh, so I'll just tell you what it is because <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid to say this. Um, I'm not courageous, courageous enough to try this in a podcast. So here's the thing. My, guy, my friends that studied in New York gave, gave me this exercise. The click is 40. And they will say, well, imagine 40 subdivided in five equal pieces, and those five pieces are the quarter notes, meaning that it will click on beat one of the bar, and then it will click on beat two of the second bar, and then it will click on beat three of the third bar, and beat four of the fourth bar. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sing it, but I'm not gonna play it, all right? So here we have 40, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 1, 2, 4, 5, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, so it's a cycle of five bars with a beat, a click that is migrating through the bar. That's really interesting, but imagine, and that's 40, so 45, that's 200 actual BPM. Imagine if you're strong enough to improvise on B-flat blues and you never miss that beat. You already know where you are. It means that for the span of five beats, you are responsible except that hit point. It's like a checkpoint with your time. And if you can do that and improvise at the same time and comp and play standards and whatever, you're in business. <laughs> I mean, I, can't, I, I could try to pull it off, but it's not something I... I worked a lot on and it's a it's a really good one. Uh, when I meant uh, changing gears, I was thinking that maybe we could do a little bit of 3-4. So I have this question from students a lot. They go, um, how do you uh, how do you use your metronome when you want to do 3-4? Well, you could use your metronome on 2 and 4 and then just count 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, something like a 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2
that's that was a course of all the things and every beat one has a click now you could say well you could move that click to every eighth note in the bar every triplet whatever but i would say your best place to start say what if that click is beat two three one two three one two three one two three one two three dropped it a little bit and then of course on beat three three one two three one two three one two three one two three sorry trying to what's here trying to teach and count and and do these things is really challenging, but you get, that's a framework you can use. It's a great starting point by no means it's the end of the journey, but that's that's good to, you know, help it to vary. And once you get really good at uh, the downbeats, and that's another courageous thing I'm not willing to do in the podcast, you can set your metronome on what if it clicks on the end of beat three, on the and, uh, you know, three and, one and two and three and, and every bar has that click at one place. Then you can say, what if it clicks only every two bars, every other bar, as we've discussed with the, you know, the click on three or click on every other bar of three. So there's always ways to get uh, to get down to using the metronome more creatively like this. Uh, we're already over 20 minutes into the podcast. I want to wrap it up uh, with certain exercises that are more, that are crazier. And I will start with the less crazy of the two. One of, one of the ways to practice integrating double time to me is really to be playing slowly and to force yourself to hear these double times line uh, in conjunction so simultaneously as they're these regular time lines so i will do this i'll put my metronome at 40 and say that this is a b flat blues at 80 bpm so it's a pretty darn slow blues but i will just play the scales and you can see this on the website called the, the barry harris framework uh, for playing scales up to seven so you go uh, you don't go you go one two three four five six seven all right and this is the basic framework a one two a one two three four playing eight note eighth note scales over the changes no mystery you're a jazz guy if you're listening to this podcast you know you you understand improvisation and such and that's not a mystery what i'd like to do in this context is what if you superimpose double timelines with the same scales and that's a great place to start because you don't have to worry about fingerings you already know your scales you don't have to worry too much about what's 
chords and scales are coming in the song because it's just blues and as you did listen, I only use three scales. I use the B flat, the E flat and the F and they're all mixolydian scales. So they're not crazy altered or whatever. There was just that one exception where I went. I landed on B natural instead of, of B flat. And that's with regards to the chord, that's G7 that happens bar eight. You can find a lot of stuff about this on the blog, by the way, on jazzguitarists.net. So what I would want to do is see if I can play the same scales, but twice as fast. So it will mean that sometimes I'll have the time to go up and down. So for my bar one with the B flat blues, I only had time to do this. A one, eh, sorry. A one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Bars over. I have to move to the next scale and I only went up, I climbed up, but now, one, two, three, four. Back to eight notes. Again, eight notes. Watch out, I'm landing on B natural double time. that's really ingrained, you can see if you can start to solo and go dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. So what's interesting is, you know, a bar of 16th notes, it has 16 16th notes in a regular bar 4-4 and yet your click is only clicking twice. So you have to be really solid with your subdivision of time naturally for this to sound good. So let's, uh, I'll try to solo a little bit to, to give you an idea how, how the double timelines can and fall. A one, two, a one, two, a three, four. Sorry, that was rushed. So uh, you see your teacher now is not in the greatest time shape. Plus this is a, that those I'm just making up excuses. I know it sounds bad. Uh, my nylon string, my metronome. Um, anyway, so you see, uh, I apologize in the moment. I was like, oh, that, that felt a bit rushed. And that's exactly what the exercise about is. You use the metronome as a tool to see, like now, if you want to improvise with eight notes, eight notes are really common in jazz. 
That's one thing. But now if you double this up and your metronome keeps, keeps clicking slow, especially at this type of slow boost, remember the metronome was clicking at 40, uh, then you're actually playing darts with the timing, which means it's more challenging slowly because you can't really fudge it. You can't, it's, it has to be the subdivision or else it's, it becomes apparent either your pick, your picking technique is, is off or uh, you're missing a change or you're not playing the right scale. So this is the less esoteric of the esoteric things I wanted to tell you. It's like you can develop your own little routines and, and I would say workouts, it's like a workout, you're, you're working out your, your muscle of time. You can do this to practice double timelines and you can do this in several ways with the metronome. The last thing I want to address, and I will not demonstrate it here, is meditative rhythms. And it's just a fancy term for saying you put your metronome at a certain click and you subdivide it. Um, I start with open strings. Personally, I just go, you know, this is my, my G string and I will attempt to to be exactly on par with the click, playing exactly with it every one click. And then later on, oh, sorry, screensaver. This means I've been talking for too long, by the way. <laughs> um, and then after one click is easy, you go to two clicks. So you, you click once, but you subdivide two, meaning you pick twice for every subdivision. It has to be equal subdivision. And then you go to three and four and five. And there's a great blog and YouTube video about this. This is one of the exercises, one of the few ones I give all my students, all my private students. And it's a, it's a rite of passage. Like you have to, to tackle this and then realize, oh, we're clicking now. That single click, I'm subdividing it five times equally over a, an open string. And then you're like, okay, now I want to jump back to two subdivisions and you're screwed <laughs> because you don't know if you'll be able to do it. So you fall back on your two subdivisions and you rush or, you, or you're too slow, or you're too fast and you're playing darts with a time once again. And then you establish your two firmly, you try to jump between two and five and then jump between three and five and then jump between seven and four and jump between nine and two, you know, all these things happen and make your time much stronger. However, these are not in the timing, they're not in 4-4, four, four, they're not in 3-4, they're not on a standard. And when you get really good with that, you can start to play more than an open string. You can start to play around scales. You can start to see if you can improvise freely, if you can improvise within a scale or a chord. And if you're brave, you can do that on a standard. But check check it out on on, uh, on YouTube. Meditative Rhythms is on the jazzguitarlessons.net channel. So that's all I have. Uh, thanks for being with me today in this podcast. I reiterate what I say every time I record a podcast. This is by far my favorite way of getting stuff across to you. And it's not because I'm trying to hide my face uh, behind a microphone, but I really love this format. Please do let me know if you have any sorts of questions, feedback, comments. Uh, you can do this below, you know, if you have a, a comment form below this podcast right here on the website or wherever you're listening to this. And uh, I want to tell you, I'm very happy to take requests because, you know, we're up to podcast 41. And if you want to send me directly an email, mark at jazzguitarlessons.net, it'll be a pleasure to see uh, if we can cover whichever lesson topic you want me to, to dig deeper on. All right. So once again, my name is Mark from Jazz Guitar Lessons. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. And I will see you in the next podcast. Take care.